Have you heard of Nordic Knots? The Scandinavian rug company that has become the insider brand gracing some of the most beautiful homes around the world? With rug designs by some of the world's leading designers and a signature collection of wool and jute rugs in modern colors? But Nordic Knots is not just about great design. Their mission is to make quality rugs that last, with no compromises. Goodweave certified, handmade pieces woven in all natural materials. At NordicKnots.com, it's easy to find a rug that's just right. A curated collection in lots of colors and sizes to choose from. Even custom sizes are possible. So, whether you're the type who loves the understated elegance of their luxury essentials or the bold statements from their top designer collaborations, you can't really go wrong. Oh, and don't tell anyone, but right now, you can get a free sample with the code INNERCIRCLE. NordicKnots.com Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Welcome to episode four of the Finsider Perspective. It's finally here. Last several weeks, I've either forgotten to record or got busy with work and just couldn't get a show out. So it's been a minute since I've actually gotten on here and recorded the newest show for the Finsider Radio Network. I'm Kevin Nogle. I'm the managing editor of the Finsider. And I'm your host for the next 20-ish minutes, we'll say. Uh, Tonight's show, we're going to talk about the Dolphins' playoff chances, the rash of COVID-positive tests going on all around the league, and then uh, we'll also take a really brief look at potential Pro Bowlers for the Dolphins. Uh, We're coming up on the end of the Pro Bowl voting period, so um, there's probably not a lot that the Dolphins are going to do with the Pro Bowlers, but we'll take a look. So looking at the Miami playoff chances, uh, 538.com sees Miami entering this week with about a 10% chance to make the playoffs. Uh, no team has ever gone from 1-7 to the postseason, so the fact that Miami even has a 10% chance tells you that they are making a good comeback from what was a miserable start to the year. Uh 
the Dolphins, if they go on to win this weekend, they're playing the Jets, so hopefully they can come away with the win. They get to move up to 7-7. Seven and seven. They essentially erase a seven-game losing streak by turning their current five-game winning streak into a six-game winning streak. So there's an opportunity here for Miami to do something that has never been done before and could turn them into a a team that surprises a lot of people who had written them off earlier this year. Uh, if everything goes right from the Dolphins this weekend, they come out, according to 538, somewhere around 17%. Um, and that's obviously a lot of help that Miami needs. That's teams that are tied with Miami or just ahead of them uh, losing. That's teams that are in position to win the their their respective divisions going ahead and continuing to pull away so that they don't fall back into the uh, wild card. And so it's a lot of scenarios. I won't go through all the different teams and everything, but let's just say that Miami could get to about a 17% chance after this weekend. Um, it is possible that by the next couple of weeks, if the Dolphins can keep winning and the other teams are losing, Miami could put themselves into the actual playoff seeding by the next one or two games after this weekend. So obviously there's only four games left. So they don't have to wait until week 17 or I'm sorry, week 18. It's an 18 week season. They don't have to wait till week 18 to get back into an actual playoff seeding. They could do it pretty quickly, especially given the one and seven start. Um, they finish the season with this weekend's home game against the Jets. Then they have Monday night football at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, then in week 17, they're at the Tennessee Titans. So they get to see Ryan Tannehill, their former quarterback. And then the season finale is against the Patriots. So Miami and New England have this weird uh, gap from week one when Miami won in New England until week 18. They didn't do the other half of the home and home series. So odd little scheduling quirk there, but uh, hopefully everything goes well for Miami over those next four weeks. And we can actually talk about the Dolphins being a playoff team and maybe surprising everybody and turning around what looked like a really, really bad year. Uh, what's not going well right now, and uh, I, it's not just for the Dolphins, but for the league as a whole, is the COVID situation. So it's been a really, really quiet year on the COVID front for the NFL. After powering through last year and having to rearrange the schedule and all that stuff, they, uh, they, they've made it through this year fairly unscathed a few players here a few players there but nothing major until this week and in just the last three days there's been about a hundred players that have ended up on the reserve COVID list all around the league Miami has had four of those they had running back Salvan Ahmed Miles Gaskin and Philip Lindsay as well as safety Javon Holland all end up on the list um, and you have teams like Cleveland that have just been decimated this week to include quarterback Baker Mayfield and their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, both on the COVID list, given coaches aren't actually on the list, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it, it It's 
a weird, weird situation for the league where it just has happened all at once. And they're, they're looking at reasons why uh, Judy Batista from NFL.com is at the league meetings in Texas right now. And she's done some reporting on it. They're looking at the reasons that some of this is happening. Uh, we've got the Omicron variation um, going around right now. It's seems to be more transmissible, but not as severe an infection when you get it. So there there's that going around. Um, you also have the normal, it's winter, it's cold, people are inside more. So you are getting some of that transmission. Um, the league has said that they have one seen transmission inside facilities and that wasn't something that they were seeing before. This is more of a player gets it and passes it to another player who passes it to another player. Uh, before, what they were seeing was most of the time, if a player got it, maybe he has one other person. But teams are doing a good job of social distancing, making sure that you are getting things cleaned, and making sure that people are wearing masks when they need to and all that kind of stuff. So you're seeing a lot of outside transmission to infect players, but you hadn't seen a lot of player to player or player to coach or coach to player type stuff. And now with this round, it's happening. A lot of one player gets it and then a whole bunch of his contacts within the team are getting it, which is probably what we saw obviously with the running backs, given that three of Miami's four are running backs. That's probably the running back room had close contact and it managed to get three of them. Uh, you also have, um, the vaccine, uh, the, the league has said that they have seen in their testing, they asked for volunteers to look at the, um, immunity levels and, uh, from the vaccine. And what they've seen is that, yeah, players and coaches and everybody else, just like around the U S are seeing a little bit of a down slope, for how effective the vaccines are being as you get further away from them. So they're pushing for boosters. They are mandating it for coaches and staff. Um, Can't mandate it for the players because of the CBA, but they are making a strong effort to try to get players to go get boosters. And hopefully that will help squash this sudden outbreak they're having. Uh, They're also looking at other things, according to uh, Batista's reporting. Um, they're, they, they are not absolutely not considering postponing or canceling games. They're powering through once again. Uh, they are looking though at potentially changing the rules that a vaccinated player who is asymptomatic could come back to a team after one negative test instead of the current policy of two negative tests with at least 24 hours in between the tests. So there's there's possibility that players could come back. Um, from what we understand, all four of the Dolphins players are believed to be fully vaccinated. So right now it's just a matter of can they get the negative tests in time to be back in time for the Jets game. Um, so no no real knowledge of, hey, are they asymptomatic? Are they um, having... M- Big reactions. Uh, Head coach Brian Flores was asked about that today, and he said basically some of them are good and some of them feel a little bit bad. So he wouldn't go into specifics, and I don't blame him there. I'm not saying he should, but it does seem like uh, across the league, you are seeing some players are feeling 
poorly and then a lot of asymptomatic players. So there's a potential that they go that way. Um, they are also looking at making everybody go into the higher level of protocols, uh, basically go back to social distancing, everybody wearing a mask at all times, and then turning team meetings into virtual meetings. Um, that seems like a quick, easy solution to try to calm this down as fast as they can. So I wouldn't be surprised if they announce that in the next day or so. And then uh, there's also a push among some of the um, people within the league and then some of the NFL Players Association, um, according to Batista, that to go back to daily testing for all players, not just the unvaccinated, but vaccinated players would get daily testing as well. Um, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of traction there. Both sides seem to not want to go that route, but there are some that are bringing it up. So that could be a possibility. And obviously we'll see what happens over the rest of this week and into next week. What happens with who has more positive issues? Do we see it calm back down after this mad, uh, mad rash rash of them now? Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Wednesday morning, um, I po- I record this Wednesday night, but I do it later, so maybe you're listening to it Thursday morning. So either way, Wednesday morning um, in the Splash Zone, which if you guys have never checked out the Splash Zone on the Finsider, uh, check it out. KDog92, Kevin, um, he does a great job with it. Uh, it's a daily collection of stories from around the web. Um for anything dolphins related and he does a great job of it he's been doing it for years and it does catch you up on things if you missed something if for whatever reason you didn't hear all the dolphins news for the day just if you just scroll through it it gives you the article a link to it a little synopsis on hey this is what the article is about this is what they were talking about Um, and it's just a great chance for you guys to catch up and make sure you don't miss anything. But in uh, Wednesday's edition, he uh, included a article from Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart. Um, and it took a it took a look at the Dolphins Pro Bowlers for 2021. Uh, really, I mean, it, it went through a whole bunch of players who could possibly be in it. And I, I'm not trying to copy Alan, but Obviously, some of what he thinks is going to be the same as probably what most of us think. Um, Xavier Howard probably is the one surefire Dolphins pro bowler. Uh, He's clearly not having a 10 interception season this year. But I think part of that is also teams are staying away from him a little bit more. So he's, he's not up to those numbers, but I think he's still seen as one of the top cornerbacks in the league. So I would not be surprised to see him claim another Pro Bowl slot. After that, it's probably a little bit more difficult to figure out what exactly the Dolphins are going to get out of the Pro Bowl uh, selection process. Um, You have players like Jalen Waddell, Mike Gesicki, uh, Jalen Phillips, Javon Holland. They're all players who absolutely could make the Pro Bowl. when you have a team that starts one and seven, has a seven game losing streak early on in the year, gets relegated to regional broadcasts for TV and isn't out there being seen, 
you're probably not going to get a lot of the fan vote. Um, the coaches and the players could still pick up somebody like Jalen Waddle, who is having a really good year in terms of receptions. He's on pace to break the NFL record for rookie receptions, but he's not putting up giant yardage numbers because the Dolphins have been more of a short yardage uh, team. So you're, you're not seeing that type of statistical support for him to make it. So whether he does or not, um, I feel like probably all four of those guys, Waddle, Gasicki, Phillips, and Holland could all probably be uh, alternates. And given the way the Pro Bowl is, there'll be plenty of alternates that make the game. Uh, You also have players like Jerome Baker who could make it. So there's options out there. Christian Wilkinson. um, Christian Wilkinson. Christian Wilkins. Wow. Okay, so see, um, if you if you don't know this show, it's Stream of Consciousness. I don't really uh, really edit anything out, so my mistakes, my flubs, you get to hear them too. So yeah, Christian Wilkins uh, could make the uh, Pro Bowl. Um, I don't know uh, why my computer decided to make some noise there, but apparently it did. So yeah, you guys got a little bit of badoom for no apparent reason in there. Again, just babbling at this point, I guess. Um, But I think uh, you have some players that the Dolphins could absolutely make it into the Pro Bowl, but they're going to have a tougher time. Um, If you want to help, I mean, there's still obviously time. Uh, Voting closes Thursday night, so you can go on NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote to get in your vote or just go on Twitter and include the hashtag Pro Bowl vote and the player's first name, last name, Twitter handle, that kind of stuff, and get that out there. Um, go on the Dolphins Twitter account and retweet because every retweet also counts as votes. So there's ways to get votes in still, but the um, voting process ends for uh, players. I'm sorry, for fans, it ends Thursday night. For players and coaches, they will do their voting on Friday. So, and then uh, I believe it's Monday that they're going to announce the uh, Pro Bowl teams. So, get in those last votes, pick every single player on the Dolphins, and get them all votes. May as well. I mean, it can't hurt. But yeah, I think uh, I think players like uh, Gasicki, Phillips, Holland, Waddle, uh, Wilkins, um, Baker, those are guys that definitely are on the fringe of being a Pro Bowler right now. Um, and hopefully over the next couple years, uh, especially players like Waddle, as they grow into being a bigger name in the NFL, hopefully we have some players on Miami that become perennial pro bowlers. Uh, so that's pretty much all I've got for us tonight. Um I do want to bring up that I want to add another segment to the show. And again, I, I still want the show to be about 20 minutes. Uh, 15 to 20 minutes is what I'm aiming for. Um, but I do want to add, just to get a little bit of interaction with you guys out there. So I want to add a question and answer piece to the show. Um, just on Twitter, send me a question. Uh, use the hashtag AskFinsider. And that way I can just collect them all each week. Um, you can send them anytime during the week and I will collect them on Wednesday and pick one, pick several, however it works out. Uh, just 
answer your questions however you guys want to ask them and whatever's on your guys' mind. Uh, and that'll just be end of the show. Ask and answer some questions. Um, I guess that's it for me today. Thank you guys for listening. I know I babbled and gave you a little bit of, uh, of my thoughts. Um, make sure you're following wherever you found me. Make sure you're following Finsider Radio. And that way you can get the next episode of Finsider Perspective, which I will do next Wednesday. That is the goal. Um, and then uh, you'll also get Finsider Radio with Jake and Josh. And then you'll also get the blowhole. So all three uh, podcasts will come in on that one stream. And you can keep up with all of our different perspectives and all our different ways of talking about the Dolphins. So uh, thank you all. And either have a good night or have a great Thursday. I'll talk to you again next week.